Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Here we are. It's the Monday morning episode, and we're actually recording it on the Monday morning. We normally do them on a Sunday evening for the Monday morning, but uh, I turned my back on podcasting yesterday, uh, and I chose to take my children to the cinema instead. So I'm sorry about that. It's like you uh, love your Sam. kids more than podcasting. Well, you know, it's 50-50, really. I tossed a coin. Um, kids we went, can get boring. We went... Uh, Frankie and Benny struck cinema combo. Nice. It was fucking expensive. Boy, it was fun. Oh, yeah, I know so. the Frankie and Benny's in Sunderland. Ah, that's it's not that one, though. We went to Newcastle. Uh, how do you know what one I know? Because there was only one in Sunderland. Oh, what one cl- did you go it, to? Well, the, the one you know of was the one that was 100 metres away from the hotel you stayed in. No, that's I'm why I'm you guessing. don't know where I went in Sunderland. Like, I, I had you a right good look around. Place. You yeah. went all over because you got lost. I did get lost, yeah, and that's good to get lost in a new city, isn't it? Well, first of all, there's only one Frankie and Benny's in Sunderland, which is the one I'm referring to, next to your hotel, where you stayed. Yeah, Secondly, right. it's closed down. What, that one that I know? Yeah, that one. Oh, I'm gutted, mate. Did you go in when you were there? Hey, I didn't eat, but I went well, in, I introduced go. myself to a few people. Yeah. I asked a few questions, just basic journalism stuff. You kind of, if you want to get the heartbeat or the pulse, take the pulse mm. of a town or a city... Go at the Frankie and Benny's. They should let me do one of those uh, Guardian things where I go around the country getting to know real people. (laughs) Yeah. You usually go to Stork or somewhere like that, don't they? They just call it the Sam Delaney Frankie and Benny Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) Every week our correspondent, Sam Delaney, goes out to meet the working class people we we claim to understand. (laughs) In one of their Frankie and Benny's brasseries. (laughs) <laughs> this week, Sunderland. Ah, oh, fucking hell, it closed down. <laughs> I'll have to go up Newcastle, see if they got that. <laughs> yeah, that's where we ended up yesterday. We ended up in Newcastle. So, um, apologies also to the economy of the city of Sunderland. What did you? What away. film did you see? Went to see the, uh, what's it called? The Personal History of David Copperfield. Oh, yeah, I want to take the kids to see that. Nice good. bit of Dickens. Really good. Really, Funny. really good. Trailer really looked really funny. Yeah, funny all the way through. Oh, it's got um, a great cast, hasn't it? it? Great cast, you know, Armando Inucci directing it, Simon oh, Blackwell right. co-writing it, who's written lots of stuff like Thick of It and Veep and all that. Quality oh, say stuff. Say no more, mate. Say no say more. no more. You know, a splash of Charles Dickens in there as well as the, you know, as the, uh, what's it called? The source material. That's what you and, call um, it. Yeah. It was fucking great. Nine out of ten, I'd give it. Go and see it. I give it nine Dickens, thumbs. Dickens, of course, was the original Guardian Easter, wasn't he? Was he? 
Well, what Dickens was all about. He was parading around literary circles in London whilst fucking going on and on about the, the earthy nobility of the working classes. Was he one of them, was he? Yeah. Because there's that thing the people always say, which was that uh, Dickens was the East Enders or the Coronation Street of his day because his stories were episodic and they'd appear in newspapers, newspapers and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know about that. Fucking East Enders is fucking miserable, isn't it? But this yeah, wasn't, mind this you, really so some of Dickens' books. Although, then again, um, he did write the musical Oliver, which is a whole lot of fun. Uh, the, songs the songs are the best well, bits. He? he wrote the songs, yeah. Collaborated uh, with Lionel Bart. He also choreographed the um, dance routines. He did, uh, that's true. So, And that is something that EastEnders has always lacked, which is weird because you would think EastEnders is fucking custom-made to have musical numbers because it's in the East End where Knees Up happen yeah, at the plus, drop of out. I mean, they, they just happen all the time. Plus, they've got that fantastic square, which is absolutely yeah. set up for a spectacular, yeah. you know, Come dance set piece. yourself, at home, all that stuff. <laughs> I think they've done one or two during, like, uh, Children in Need and stuff like that. But that doesn't count. That's not canon, is it? Genu- Children it's in not need canon, episodes. you're right. Genuinely the funniest musical ever. <laughs> and in my top 10 favourite films of all time is My Fair Lady, right? Right. With Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. And the funniest bit in it, one of the funniest scenes of all time, is when she goes to the races, when he mm. un- when um, Henry, what's his name, uh, he, he unveils her for the first time, having trained her up to be posh, Henry yeah. Higgins. And he takes her to, like, Ascot. And he's trained her to sort of fool his mum's posh mates into thinking she actually is sort of gentry right and uh she really does it quite well but then as the horse is reading that is nearing the final furlong she gets overexcited and lapses <laughs> into extreme cockney Reverse and it's the one type. of the funniest scenes ever i can recommend that highly to anyone i've never seen my fair lady so there honestly we go. andy I've got a very, very strong sense you'd like this film a lot. I'm and I sure do not I say that lightly. I mean, you know, I'd almost be nervous recommending mm. things to you because you're an unforgiving person. But oh, uh, in your cultural you. tastes, aren't you? You know, like, if you don't like something, you're very, you know, you're quick to label everyone who does like it a cunt. Yeah, so and the everyone stakes involved are high. in the making of it, yeah, yeah. The stakes are high in recommending something so. to you, but I, I'm confident in recommending My Fair Lady to you. I think I'm mellowing a little bit, you know. I think I'm mellowing the older I get. I've watched My Fair Lady and I decree a cunt's film and everyone <laughs> who likes it should die. <laughs> well, I say watched it. I gave it 10 minutes. I realised I wasn't going to like it. It wasn't for me. Didn't tick any of my boxes. And I switched the cunt off. And I fucking hate everyone who's ever set eyes upon it. And you right. for recommending it to me. So fuck off. <laughs> Kill yourself, Delaney. Find yourself another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, watch it, mate. It's great. I will do. I'll try and get right into it. I've got so many films and TV series and books and cultural artefacts. I've said this before. I can't wait to retire. I'll just consume stuff the whole time. Imagine going on like a holiday that's like a um, retirement practice where you go... Mm. You, you go off but on your own without That's your what I want to do, yeah. And you do two weeks in a really nice rig. doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that expensive or like sure, it can be very basic, but you just use it to just constantly watch shit morning, noon and night. Consume things, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I need to do. Even I mean, I wouldn't even go abroad. I'd go somewhere remote in the countryside. To right, do it. yeah. What, get, like, deliver to bring the food? I'd get, I'd get a fucking Sainsbury's delivery on the day I arrived. Stock yeah. up on snacks, crisps mainly. Could do. Yeah, I need to do something like that. Just some fucking time to myself. That's what I need. This yeah, parent all thing's do, mate. fucking relentless, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough life. It's just Jesus too much. Christ. Fucking, it's too much shit to get done. <sighs> and we don't even have to do the old nine to five, and even we're overstretched. Well, you know what? I think that's part of the problem because it means we're always available. If we did do the nine to five, they'd go to people after would school fuck off clubs. and leave us alone. <laughs> the kids, the kids would go to after school clubs or childminders or something like that, and we wouldn't right. have to deal with them. From I am between always eight and telling six. my kids about that shit. Last yeah. night I went out to meet my mate up the pub for a Heineken Zero, right? Mm. And like my kids were affronted because I go out uh, so yeah, rarely. I bet, I bet they were. Yeah, see me They were see affronted. Their mum wasn't going out. Their mum was at home, so it wasn't yeah. like they had to like moan about a babysitter. Yeah, Made no fucking odds to them. Yeah. It was their bedtime anyway. Fucking and I hell. say to them, you know, like most dads don't get home till late. Very often they yeah. get home maybe just in time for bedtime, or often later than yeah. that because they work fucking hard jobs it, I, in an I, I office I tell and, mine most dads work at the foundry yeah and they come home right. exhausted and, and dirty Drunk. and sweaty well these foundry men they come Drunk, home yeah. they work long Eventually. hours then they, then they go to the inn yeah. and they drink they spend they fritter all of their wages away that should go on children's shoes mm-hmm. on ale mead then they come home and they beat everyone up yeah and that's what most dads are like. Every and night, so think yeah. yourself lucky that I am a freelance podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> what does your dad do? Oh, he's a uh, he's fr- 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 Oh, he works at the foundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, yeah. They'd be more embarrassed to admit that I'm a podcaster, so they claim that I'm an alcoholic foundry worker who beats Family them up. Beater. Yeah. yeah, he's a he he beats us soundly, but you know we understand because he works hard and life's frustrating, and a lot of his dreams yeah. haven't come true. Sometimes he works for an hour and a half of a morning, <laughs> uh. and he watches My Fair Lady. He watches it every day. He says he has to to keep his creative juices flowing. Maybe they've um, maybe they've heard about the other dads who do work in the foundry and then go up the, up the inn every mm. night, and then you just had to go up the inn last night. And that, you know, upset them. Yeah, they think it's like a slippery slope. Yeah. Saturday night, Vanessa Feltz's birthday party at her rig. This Saturday or Saturday gone? Just at it. Yeah, just been. Oh, you've been? I've been. Fuck. How was that then? I can't give too much away, but I will say it was a great night. Did you have to sign something when you went in? NDA. No, I didn't, but, you know, you don't want to be too indiscreet, do you? But yeah. it was a big do. It was star-studded, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, really entertaining. I've got there one was question. Singing and da- there was singing and dancing. Was there? Can I ask you one question? I'll ask mm. you to answer honestly. Yeah. Was Philip Schofield there? He was not. That's exactly okay. what my mum asked. It's what the main question <laughs> that most people asked. Even my... Even my daughter, and I had no idea she knew fucking Philip Schofield was, but I suppose every cunt does now. She was like, was Philip Schofield there? That Philip Schofield was not there. <laughs> was Philip Schofield there, and what was he wearing? Yeah. <laughs> he was there in a dress. Can you imagine? 
a studded leather cap. <laughs> Turned up in a Harley. <laughs> no, another big event the weekend. My wife was at Tesco. Um, oh, so you've got nothing to say at all about the Vanessa Feltz party? Uh, well, I can tell you've... you my best bits. Go on then. Um, well, her husband, who's also a mate of mine, Ben. I mean, you mm. might have even met him. I think I've met Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know that, like, he had a massive hit in, I guess, the noughties with Got to Turn Around. Yes. He's Fats and Smalls. He, is he Fats or Small? He was Fats. He's he not a fats. fat person. I no. think it was Fats PH80, which is the yeah, street f- way. Fat Beats, wasn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah. And he, uh, he's the singer. So there was a DJ there and he sang and danced and performed Got to Turn Around, which made he has. All about, made it all about him, did he? Well, he always does it. It's a thing that he does. It's like well known that at the drop of a hat he will He'll sing the turn around, which I love. You know, like you get some stars and like you <laughs> interview them, and if you dare to mention the hit that, let's be yeah. honest, is the only hit they're famous for, they are completely affronted. I, I'm about so much more than that. Just that. yeah, like how dare you? Like fucking. <laughs> when I interviewed Christa Berg once, and I was obviously briefed not to mention Lady in Red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, I did, because that's the, the Delaney instance. way. Right? Um, but I love the fact that Ben not only loves to talk about Got to mm. Turn Around, he will sing it at the drop of a hat. Yeah. There was a there was a dance person. There was one of the dance-like choreographers from um, Strictly, and he had us all lined up doing, um, what do you call it? You know Candy by Cameo. One of the yes. all-time classic songs. Yes. And you know, there's a special dance to it. I've seen this mentioned three times by three different people over the weekend on social media, and I had no idea about it. Cosmos stuff, then. It's that happening is... at all the parties. Well, it's been going on for years, since the 80s. What, the dance that was with the original song? Yeah, it must have Everyone's just been... Everyone's doing it now. Yeah. I don't know well, why. It's... Is it on TikTok or something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I knew about it... It, it used to um, it's a big thing at like sort of black weddings right and stuff like that and, right and a couple of years ago I got really into I became obsessed with wanting to do it properly mm. so I spent a bit of time on YouTube looking at it being done and I was telling a mate about it last night so I was telling him the story of Vanessa's party right and I said, uh, he said, oh, great. I want to learn that. What's the best? Fuck me, there's a cat in my gun. What the fuck are you doing? It's this not the black, black cat. Ugh. Fuck off. Sorry. Um, he gave me a right indignant look as well, as if to say, all right, cunt, what are you looking at? I'm like, yeah. you, you cunt, you're in my front garden and you're what not you my cat. At there? What are you looking at in your fucking goldfish ball, dickhead? Yeah, <laughs> twat. Why don't you get out and get some fresh air in your lungs, you yeah. inside twat? Sit, sit on your fucking <laughs> inside, inside chair, wanker. are you? <laughs> we only come inside for a fucking a bit of warmth and something to eat. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Then you've got to get back out again on the street, mate. Yeah, look at you sitting there at your table. Fucking twat. You lazy bastard. <laughs> anyway, I go to my mate. Yeah, if you want to see, I think, one of the best videos you can see, and this sounds really sick, right? One of the best examples you can see of a mass candy dance is Cyril Regis's funeral. Oh, yeah. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and this is on YouTube. 
Yeah, someone filmed it and put it on YouTube, and there was like loads Shit. of people there at his funeral, at the memorial after, and there's a massive picture of Cyril Regis up on the wall, mm. and everyone, like fucking loads of people, are all doing it. It's a bit like line dancing, but yeah, it's yeah. a cool version of line dancing. I'll have to have a look at this. It's well worth a watch. Once you finish that, my fair lady, get on to any video you can find Cyril of Cyril Regis's funeral. funeral. Yeah, and I there's mean... the title for the episode as well. <laughs> Um, it's kind of is it taking the place of uh, the rowing boat dance to oops upside your head because oops, that was so yeah, it's very much decades, the same it? sort of genre and the same yeah. cultural milieu yeah yeah um, and so anyway there was someone there teaching uh, people how to do it and yeah. I really wanted to get up the front and do it um, this is in Vanessa's front room if you don't mind Mind you, it was a big front room, mate. I bet it is. I bet it's, it's a nice rig. She's it's a really nice yeah. rig, and uh, my wife, she I hates mean, things ben, like this. Ben's a lovely fella, but Vanessa will make a great widow one day. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> no, my my wife loved the party, but she hates getting involved in those kind of things. But there was no yeah. pressure to get involved. You didn't have to if you didn't want to. But I was mm. like, I fucking definitely want to. Of course you do. Uh, of course I want to do it. Um, but the bloke really leading it at the front, the most enthusiastic person, was the poet Benjamin Zephaniah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, by the way, that this all sounds made up, but every word of no, what I'm saying is true. I believe it. I'd this like was my to Saturday stop, night. I'd like to stop the episode now, just end it there. But Mark was there. Like Mark, 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 Big Mark, producer, was, was there. Was he and dancing? And he, oh, I can't name names, but he he was being set up with one of, a member of one of the most famous Naughties pop groups. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. Wow. But, but I, this is I a don't know. When I left, have, when I was, left, put it this way, me and my missus were like, I think Mark's going to get off with her out of yeah. that band. Off the, off the thing. Oh, we're going to have to yeah. have a conversation about this after we finish recording. Once once yeah. we press stop, yeah. and there could be no trace of it. Jalapeño. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jalapeño. Something bigger than all of that happened this weekend, which right. is well, a couple of things. One is is that my wife was up Tesco's um, buying some emergency lemons for some cooking mm-hmm. I was doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, uh, I'm going to whisper, because there's a quite a scary bloke who lives up my street who's Russian, right? Right, yeah. And he's... Yeah, good idea to to whisper it into a microphone and then put it out on the internet for everyone to hear. He's only a couple of doors up. Yeah, but you might hear the podcast, though. What if he doesn't matter if he hears it fucking say it now? I mean, I've got nothing bad to say about him. He seems like a lovely fella, right? Right. But he's a big lad and, you know, he's a big intimidating presence in the Mm. street, you know. And uh, anyway... He's, and he's also mysterious. Like, he doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll see him in a big on a big motorbike, and he's like, I'll jump over, oh, oh, mate. and he won't say hello to me, he'll stare through me. Yeah. And anyway, but, you know, whatever. These are my insecurities coming out here. There's nothing to do with him. But anyway, my wife saw him up the Tesco. Now, mm. I don't know about you, but when you're in the Tesco's or the Asda's or whatever shop you're in, if you see a neighbour... Um, you do like to have a look in their basket, don't you? And judge them. Mm, yeah. You try, you you do, try to do it discreetly, yeah. You have a good fucking look and you judge them and you try to read as much as you can into the contents yeah. of their shopping basket, don't you? About their life, yeah. their personality, their morals, their worldview. Mm. At midday yesterday, no, 11.30am yesterday, this is what big Russian dude had in his basket. <laughs> 12 apples... And right. yeah. a box of tafifis, right? Oh. <laughs> and then when he got to the front of the queue, my wife's behind him, she thought we'd set up for a Sunday lunchtime, 12 apples yeah. and some tafifis. And then when he got to the front, they said, would you like anything else? And he just shouted, Quantro! And pointed <laughs> at a bottle of Quantro. And they were part went, Quantro! And they went and got him a bottle of Quantro. And then he filled his carrier bag with 12 apples a box of Tafifis and a bottle of Contro and fucked off back to his rig. I'm Good guessing lad. he's not. I'm Classic guessing he's not, Sunday. Yeah, I guess he's not married. I guess he's a single gentleman. Oh, he's married, all right. He's married Is with he? kids. Yeah. Wow. So it's like the whole family. He must go. No, darling. I insist. I cook lunch today. You work hard all week. <laughs> Me and we have nice family lunch. You'll sit down and all watch. All the telly. trimmings. <laughs> yeah, all trimmings, real nice British tradition. I assimilate. Now you'll sit down and watch Murder She Wrote. Uh, I'll go up the Tesco and stock up on ingredients. <laughs> then he comes back. They go, okay, lunch is ready, and he just empties the carrier bag directly onto the table. All the apples just start rolling around, <laughs> and the tafifis are there, and the bottle of Quantro, which he cracks open and starts swigging from the bottom, then hands to one of his kids. You drink now. Happy it's good Sunday. orange liqueur. Very good. Put fire in you. <laughs> good start a liqueur for kids. Yeah. And she goes, but darling, you can't give alcohol to kids at this time. It's orange. It's like orange juice. It's one of five a day. Healthy. Plus apples, two a day. Two a day. Toffee. Toffee in toffee. Also a fruit. Three a day. <laughs> Drink. Eat. It's nice family time now. <laughs> now I go to my room, watch Sheffield United v Bournemouth. Alone. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I was a right hipster because because the game was cancelled. 
Len alerted me to the fact that he went, I said, the game's been cancelled, mate. I'm glad he said, never mind. We can watch Bayern Munich versus RP Leipzig on oh. BT Sport 2. Which nice somehow one. he'd researched and knew about. So I watched that. And it was actually, it was nil-nil, but it's a fucking good game. It was end-to-end all the way through. I might start watching Bundesliga like one of the millennials do. Well, one of the matches of the season appeared to be the Milan derby last night, which was yes. uh, 4 2 4-2. They were 2-0 down early on. And then yeah. they came back and won it 4-2. So that looked, I saw the goals this morning on Sky Sports News. That looked really good. It's mad, isn't it? Inter Milan, I was looking at their team and the, and the substitutes, but they got like, Ashley Lung, Young and Lukaku mm. started and on the bench they had Victor Moses and Christian Eriksen. You yeah. forget about the amount of ex-Premier League stars. Yeah. Mad that Eriksen can't Sanchez make the team. Well. Have they got Alexis oh, Sanchez? Oh yeah, that's it. Well. Sanchez up yeah. front as well. It's like yeah. a fucking Premier League side. And they're really good to watch. Yeah. Weird. I hope <laughs> they win the league because it's boring that Juventus win it every year. And mm. I hope Leipzig won, win the Bundesliga. Because these leagues where the same fucking massive team who've dominated for 100 years just still win every year. It's fucking well, silly, isn't it? Well, what have we said for a long time is the best league in the world? Um, can't remember. I'll help I you think. out. I'll help you out. It's the championship. Oh, the championship, It's the championship. Yeah. And as someone pointed out, uh, there's the same points gap between first and fifth in the Premier League as there is between first and 20th in the championship. Wow, that's incredible. Any, anyone, we're on 31 games in the championship now. Any one of the top seven could go up automatically in the top two. It's so close. It is fucking great. If you watch um, Match of the Day on a Saturday night and you haven't watched uh, goals, championship goals on Quest at nine o'clock, you're not doing your life right, basically. There you go. That's speaking to someone who's a fan of a club that hasn't been in the Premier League for a long time. Well, we'll be in the championship next season. Yeah, West Ham will. Love it. You will and love I'm it. Quite, to be honest, I was. do you know what I was doing this morning? In my head, in the shower, I was working out what our team would be in the championship. That's how far down the road of accepting yeah. relegation I am. I was like working out, you know when you do that thing, working out who might stay? Yeah. And, and who from the youth team might be ready? Like we've got players playing in the championship at the moment who are out on loan and right. are doing really well. So in a way, and we've just signed Jared Bowen, who was one of the best players in the championship. Yeah, so in it's a way, it's like, like we've got a ready-made championship team. Yeah. Oh, you've got Snodgrass as well, who just screams championship winning player. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly right. Jared Bowen, Snodgrass, Noble will still be all right down Darren, there. And then we've got Josh Cullen from Charlton. You up? Darren Randall. What's his name, the keeper? Darren Randolph. Darren yeah. Randolph. But I You've think Fabianski might stay with us keeper. if we get relegated because he's quite old, so he might just think, mm. fuck it, I'll stay. Fabianski stay. Fabianski <laughs> happy. Bring apples. <laughs> Bring quadro. <laughs> I have my toffee fee. I happy. <laughs> I have everything. <laughs> I have life. <laughs> A man with toffee fee and apples has life. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know the fat black cat yeah so someone there's a thing I don't know if they have it all over the country but there's this app called next door and Before it's basically you go any further, you, when we were on stage in Nottingham I think it was you gave an update on the fat black cat which I don't think you've done on the podcast yet oh uh, yeah well basically someone so so one of the neighbours asked if my daughter could feed their cat while they were away on holiday and my wife said, oh, is your cat 
a fat black cat. <laughs> and the neighbour just rolled her eyes and went, no, not that one. That one's got a bit of a reputation locally. So that thing it did where it sort of, you know, broke into our home. That's mm. something that is, is fucking known for being a little bit of a fucking dodgy character just, around just the way. Just go around all the houses doing it. Yeah, apparently. Um, but it, uh, hey, it reminds it reminds me of that mutual friend of ours who used to sometimes climb into open windows in the summer and lie in other people's bed, spare bedrooms just to like get an adrenaline rush and then creep out again before the day, the night was out before who, they got who, the family got who, up in the morning. Who was this then? I'm not telling you. I've told you before. I can't name him, but he used to walk around late at this. night to get a thrill. He'd walk around late at night and he'd do things like he'd walk along on motorways and stuff in the dead of night just to give himself a rush. And then he'd also walk down residential streets and if he saw a window open, he would climb in through the window and then he would creep about and find a spare room and he would lie in the spare room, sometimes sleeping, sometimes not. And then make sure when he started hearing the rest of the family stir in the morning, he would get up and go away again just because he thought <laughs> oh, it was a, an adrenaline rush he'd call it experiencing the fear like it'd be an extreme feeling yeah really fucking weird isn't it people are weird aren't they yeah you have to tell me who that was mm. uh, right, I'll make you guess that's afterwards. two names two names I'm going to need for you when this recording right. ends don't forget yeah. anyway on this um, <laughs> next door app which is basically a nosy neighbour app. It's a it's an app where people go to basically fucking just be busybodies about the local area, right? So it's all only for low people in your locality, right? And I'm you know I'm not joining mine, but a friend came around yesterday and said, "Oh, that cat that broke into your home, I think they've been talking about it on uh, on next door." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and basically there was a massive fucking row, which she sent me. I won't bore you reading out the whole thing. But it was a big row about someone feeding someone else's cat. You know how people get the ump about that? Yeah. Do not feed or shelter cats that are not yours, Yeah. says. Uh, Please do not feed my black cat. He has a traumatic history from having to survive abroad on the streets (laughs) and is learning. He does not need to beg for food or look for a warm, safe place to call home. Are are you reading this, though? Yeah, I am. But only this one bit because it's funny. Then I'll tell you the even funnier bit. Is this is this the cat that we're referring to? And we think so, yes. Right. We rescued him from being put to sleep. He started making progress, but other people interfering has caused huge setbacks. And we are now having to rebuild the stability <laughs> and security he was getting used to, right? He is microchipped to an address abroad. What? <laughs> but with my... <laughs> <laughs> but with my name and phone number, the company are transferring it. We also have the passport as proof of ownership. The RSPCA police and vet, they're all aware of this, right? So someone's just got the fucking ump and he's fucking ranting. Hell. And then they get into this row, right? And anyway, you know there was a... Um, remember I was talking a few weeks ago about how there was a murder near my house? Yeah. Right? So this fucking row is breaking out, right, on this app. And people are going... Well, you know, like how no one can leave it, can they? They don't just go, fair mm. enough. People go, ah, oh, what are you talking about? If you don't want your cat fed, why don't you look after it better? 
right? And what do you mean your cat's traumatised? That's bullshit, right? And all of this. And there's a massive fucking argument between people about They're just about cats. Cat. They can't get traumatised. They've only got little yes. brains. That's exactly what someone says. But listen to this, right? The person, the angry owner of the cat, goes, listen, right, I wasn't going to say this, right? But you know that murder up the road, right? Well... <laughs> Turns out our cat was a regular visitor to that home and um, police have said that there is a high chance that the cat probably witnessed the murder taking place. And that is why the cat is so (laughs) traumatised. Do you think... I mean, bullshit. I don't know how these things work, but do you think the cat's memories of the incident are on the microchip? (laughs) <laughs> yeah they've can been get, downloaded can, can that's why you have those microchips in. yeah get a scientist in to download it and find out who yeah. the murderer was apparently the, they're calling the cat as a star witness at the trial yeah. It'll go in a I call to the stand fat black cat <laughs> do you swear to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god and he's and he's wearing he's wearing a bow tie like Mr. Jinx in the cartoon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for his witnessing. <laughs> you are well known in the area, are you not, Fat Black Cat? Day <laughs> <laughs> that someone else, the the defence will try to undermine Fat Black Cat's character yeah. as a witness yeah. by calling me to talk about the time where he just fucking walked into oh, my house oh, in the middle oh, of the night and wouldn't about leave. His- Talking about his shady past abroad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are, I believe, Fat Black Cat, what is known as an immigrant. You're a Spanish cat, aren't you, Fat Black Cat? <laughs> or should I call you El Grande Chato? <laughs> <laughs> I think, right, I think that Fat Black Cat was trying to approach you and engage with you in your capacity what about as trying to tell me? Because he no, knows yeah, that I'm a... As your Britain's uh, top journalist. Yes, I'm Britain's top journalist. He's going, wow, you're a Britain's top journalist. I saw a murder. <laughs> What's that, black, black cat? You saw the murder. <laughs> who was it? Well, it's not who you think. Fucking hell, it's all coming together, isn't it? I know, All it's the amazing, the mystery surrounding together. Fat Black Cat. I'll keep you posted, but this <clears throat> yeah, app, I don't do. know if they have it around your way. But I don't know if they do. What's it called again? It's called nextdoor.co.uk. And if you can get on it, I'm not on it, but I'm thinking of joining. Um, if you can get on it and, look, yeah. and be a lurker, you don't want to get involved because <clears throat> people are just fucking mad. But if you can get on and just look at some of the fucking mad arguments about trivial matters mm. that are going on in your locality, it, it's very entertaining. I'm going to try and get onto that. Because, I mean, the equivalent is, of course, Facebook groups for towns and cities and stuff like that yeah. in the local areas. But this is hyper-local. Yeah, they're always a lovely breeding ground for that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm trying to get on it right now. Yeah. Yes, my neighbourhood is on next door. <laughs> I'm going in. Oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a neighbourhood get-together at noon on Sunday. Fucking oh. excellent, see? It's paying dividends already. Oh, I've already found out there's going to be construction work. Beginning on my on my local street, street nearby. It's in the crime See, and safety mate, this section. This is actually useful. Fuck, I've learned something already. 
Yeah, so and, and wait till you get them. into the politics. Wait till you get into politics. Once you find out what's going on in amongst the cats in the neighbourhood. Yeah. Because there'll yeah, be shit going what, on round your way. Politi- I'll tell you what, politics. Some, some of our listeners were totally pissed off with Earth Tournament last, last summer. They're going to be so fucking sick when all we're doing is reading that stuff from next door in every episode. Fucking hell. Well, they better brace themselves anyway because uh, Len was busily <laughs> writing out the fixture schedule for Earth Tournament 2020 yesterday, wait. which starts next month. And yeah. um, do you want to know what the, what the mascot's called? It's, you know, it's in India, Earth Tournament 2020. Yeah. And you remember Basilico El Burrito. Some people mm-hmm. have T-shirts with, it, mm-hmm. with him on. This tournament is called... Um, this mascot's called Panjit Peaceful Guy. <laughs> He's an Indian it. man. He is 30 years old. And he basically stands for peace. Good. And that's the message. I think that's the theme of our tournament 2020 is peace. And Panjit Peaceful Guy is the mascot. So there'll be more about him and everything else that's going on with England's bid it's for already, glory very it's soon. better than the Euros. Um, apparently, I've got to show my address on next door. Showing your That's street address contributes to a more open, trusting community. Fuck Only off. your immediate neighbours will be able to see your address. No way. Fuck it, I'm in. Are you doing I don't it? Care. Yeah, I'm doing it. See, that's why Anna didn't want me joining it because she thought I don't know what she thought people. I don't know. But I'm just going to lurk. I'm not going to post, so you know, nothing to lose. Yeah, no, it's all about lurking. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. You've got nothing to contribute to it anyway. Nothing I mean, at all. Nothing yeah. at all. Uh, quickly before we go, update on the uh, prediction league at the weekend. Great weekend mm. for you, Sam. Eight points. Wow. Even though we only had five matches because Man City West Ham was postponed. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd want to talk through it. You got uh, yeah. Millwall nil, West Brom two, correct. Correct. Sunderland one, Ipswich nil, correct. Uh, you know, getting ready for your spell in the lower leagues almost with those predictions. Mm. Uh, you got uh, a point for Sheffield United Bournemouth. You said 2 0, it was 2 1. And Everton Palace, you said 2 1, and it was 3 1. So all close. Right. Eight points. Two points for me. Uh, five points for results spot. So it's now, I'm still top 119, you're on 116. Ooh. Mm. Results spot's on 99. So I'm only three points behind you now. Three points behind, yeah. This is going to be a fucking good title running this year. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. That's it from this one. I'm now off to go on nextdoor.co.uk for the rest of the day and find out stuff. (laughs) 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 DTFN. See you, dickheads.